Hello, and welcome to Chat for a Change, a podcast that interviews changemakers from around the globe. I'm your host, Delilah Sitchmiller, and today we're with Akshia Akilin. Hi, Akshila. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm really good. Uh, thank you for coming on my podcast. Uh, starting with the first question, tell me a bit about who you are. Um, if I had to, you know, introduce myself, I would say that I'm a passionate advocate for mental health uh, and gender equality. Awesome. And I had the opportunity to look at your work with the Hibiscus Foundation. Can you tell me what this is and why you founded it? Um, of course. So um, back in 2020, a uh, little before the pandemic hit uh, the world, um, I was sort of going through a difficult time myself. So I started this page and I started putting up stuff uh, that I would want to read, you know, just like inspirational stuff, like, you know, cute quotes that would probably lighten up my day, you know, cute comics or like just some random information that was important. And uh, before I knew it, like more and more people wanted to sort of contribute to the writing, contribute to the design, you know, they reached out to me and I, then they said, you know, hey, um, you know, what would you like me to edit the content you put out, you know, and, and it sort of like became a team of like five to 10 people working on this page. And I thought, you know, hey, because you're putting out so much content on mental health, might as well, you know, sort of register it as like an official page of thoughts, you know. So hence was born my first ever baby, uh, you know, Hibiscus Foundation. <laughs> and uh, it started, you know, putting out content, not only on mental health, but also uh, in June of 2020, we had like the Pride Month and then we started advocating for LGBTQ rights. And then now uh, we had, you know, uh, we, we had someone come in and say, you know, hey, let's start a project and, you know, let me provide counseling and therapy services pro bono from the foundation. And I said, you know, hey, that's a good idea. And a lot of trainee counselors uh, find it unethical to actually take money when they're training and, you know, they take in therapy as well. So uh, we sort of with like open disclosure, tell our clients, you know, hey, these are trainees, you know, with uh, supervisors. So we started a big project. And uh, right now we have impacted over 1,500 people uh, and, you know, provided counseling services for over 2,000 hours uh, pro bono. And that was our first ever project. And followed by that, we started a no tobacco campaign. And then we started a, a project on climate action, one on human rights. So most of this came about because a lot of people who joined in wanted to do something so passionately for that field of work, you know. And right now, here we are with like, you know, an impact of 80,000 overall in the last three years. And it just seems surreal that like a small page I started because I was just sad one day has made such a big impact, you know. So, yeah. Wow. That is phenomenal. Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, truly, truly such an, a big impact. Uh, what has it been like as also a global youth ambassador for their world? And really, what is their world? So uh, their world is a global charity that works on education. And uh, they essentially promote, uh, you know, anything education related, uh, you know, they advocate for children to uh, get that education that they deserve, rightfully so. And I also run a company called Question Cloud, which which is essentially like an education portal. Uh, it works on uh, providing uh, children with an innovative way of learning by sort of questioning themselves on things and, you know, sort of like taking uh, tests in like, you know, timely manner and so on and so forth. So what I do for them is I sort of uh, talk about educational rights. I take part in their networking meetings. I have... Uh, submitted videos so I grew up with dyslexia so education is something that's very close to my heart and I spent like a lot of my life uh, sort of uh, in remedial classes and coaching and you know in a system that didn't quite understand what it was 
like to be dyslexic. So uh, I sort of advocate for uh, children with learning disabilities and I, uh, you know, sort of try to make life easier for them. Uh, I'm also a special educator for children with learning disabilities. So I've come a full circle, you know, being dyslexic to being a teacher for children with dyslexia. So it's, uh, it's you know, interesting. Uh, and uh, Their World is a very supportive organization. They sort of recruit cohorts of global youth ambassadors for a tenure of two years. Mine's about to end, like, in a few months. And uh, it's been a good ride. It's been, you know, us, like, advocating for different kinds of, uh, you know, uh, uh, children who deserve education. And uh, one of my videos was even featured in the UNICEF main page. And it was, it was very exciting because I didn't know it was going to be featured. And I just scroll up my feed and suddenly there's my face and it's UNICEF. I'm like, what is happening here? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that. that's great. That's great. And talking about advocacy, you also said that you advocate for mental health. How can we end the stigma around mental health? I think uh, ending it is a strong word. So reasonably speaking, I don't know how to end it. Uh, if I did, I would have done everything in my power to do it. Uh, but what I can say is talking about it more and more, you know, making it more um, open you know, like I've, I've personally come across so many people who have come to me and said, you know, hey, the reason I go to therapy now is because you have spoken about it so much. And we trust that, uh, you know, you as a person who advocates for so many different things, like, you know, we trust in you as a person who wouldn't like lead us astray. Right? So um, then, you know, they say, you know, hey, because we've heard about you talking, talking about it so much that it becomes easier for us to not think of it as a terrible thing to go to. You know, like, and I guess that helps. Like, I think that is like a bare minimum that anyone can do. And I understand that doesn't come naturally because uh, going to therapy is a personal thing. And, you know, it is a very, it's something that's close to people's hearts. And it's not easy to just talk about it. So it took me about three to four years to even bring up the topic of me going to therapy, despite being a mental health professional and being in the field for about like eight to nine years now. You know, like, and I've like, like, if I consider like my schooling time and I me studying psychology back then, then it would be like almost a decade that I've been advocating for this. But talking about like you actually going to it, what actually happens in it has been a very uh, different, is a very different experience for other people because they associate it so personally to their own causes. So uh, that helps. And I think just trying to be more empathetic toward people who really need therapy, I think that is a good uh, starting process to destigmatize it. But I think most of all, I think we need our governments to really step up and make inclusive mental health policies because uh, suicide is still a crime in so many countries, you know, like uh, then so many of them are in the process of decriminalizing it. But at what cost? Like their decriminalization is so pseudo, you know, like the stigma is so very real. And I think government should be doing a lot more on mental health. Like the budget for health itself is so minimal and mental health is almost negligible. So, you know, I think it's very important that the governments really start doing more research and giving more weightage to what mental health could really stand for. I love that you bring up how the government should take action because that's so true. And I think that, yes, the government needs to act, take action, but you've also been taking action by yourself. I saw that you have a mental health workshop offered with the Hibiscus Foundation. Can you tell me more about that? To talk about, you know, the kind of mental health workshops we offer, they're very different as, uh, you know, the people we approach are very different. You cannot give the same mental health workshop to someone who's a daily wage worker, and you cannot give the same one to a university student, you know, or a student in a private company, private school, right? So what we do is uh, we sort of tailor it. But a general theme of this workshop would be to talk about what health is, what mental health is, 
uh, what you know the difference between normal and abnormal is and you know when they can actually seek help and if they want to seek help what sort of professionals are present in the regional context like for example if we are doing this workshop somewhere not in india then we sort of do our research find out the legalities the licenses the registrations abroad you know and then once we're doing it in india then we figure out you know in that particular community what sort of services are available so on and so forth so yeah that's the gist of our mental health services and workshops that we you know look at amazing and you also focus a lot on gender equality and really what have you done to advocate for that and how can the average person get involved in advocating for gender equality i think gender equality is a global issue as global as it is it is local and as local as it is it is also very very personal to every individual involved a lot of people seem to think it's like a women's fight which is again definitely not the case because i think every single gender is involved in this process of you know fighting uh what we do is um i think our project uh, for gender equality started with our uh, it started with a project with un women wherein we committed to you know a certain uh, list of commitments that we would complete by the by the year 2023 june so it was a two year long commitments that we made to impact 12000 people and sort of promote gender equality so what we did essentially was to provide uh, gender based uh, workshops like gender awareness workshops uh, workshops that spoke about uh, gender based violence uh, workshops that you know spoke about what uh, women's rights are what children's rights are and uh, we also did like um, so we have a human rights consultation team wherein if any person comes in and they say you know hey i feel like my rights have been violated or you know if we have a client in our counseling project and they come to us and they say you know hey this is happening to me and we feel that it's a human rights violation we sort of provide them a consultation as to what they can actually do in that capacity you know by law like how can the law support them how can the government support them how can the institution support them so on and so forth and uh, apart from this we also had like a media campaign and every time uh, we work on anything we feel youth inclusion is a major aspect of the same so every uh, few months or uh, you know at this point we also have like a bigger one uh, you know a state level one every uh, year called a youth summit so uh we have one scheduled for uh next week wednesday and we had one two months ago uh so every time we have like a consultation with youth you know about 100 to 200 youth where we sit together and we say you know hey this is what the statistics look like this is what the government's doing what issues do you see you know what do you want to fix like what what is it that needs to you know get done in this capacity that uh you know we need to address and if we were to address it what would you do you know what would you recommend that we do what should the governments do what should ngos do you know what what you wish that changed you know, so we sort of gather all of that and take it forward to bigger forums bigger youth summits regional ones like recently there was a sdg summit for youth by the un so we sort of took it over there so you know that's how uh, we take it forward I love that. And talking about getting youth involved, I personally love um the environment. I'm very focused on ending climate change, I guess not ending, but you know, lowering climate change. And you brought that up on your website and how that every individual's actions can make a difference and can contribute to climate change. And so what are some things you do in your everyday life to take on climate change? 
absolutely uh you know that question like it's a little close uh because uh, it kind of makes me angry sometimes because i'm like you know there is a lot that i can do like i can you know uh reduce the uh you know pollution by the way i travel i can use public transport i can you know reduce the usage of water i can choose to not use plastic i can do a lot of things and in fact like the workshop we conduct in hibiscus is also about everyday sustainability that you can do specific to india you know because it's very different from what it looks like in in you know let's say a first world country for uh, that matter right so but it makes me really upset you know when uh, as an individual i am asked this question because i believe there are so many corporates and the government that has to be pointed fingers at there is an entire generation of people that i can point a finger at you know and and it upsets me deeply uh, because you know the onus is upon me and the onus is upon us and it's upon the new generations to come and it just uh feels like you know there is all this that's done and the people who did break it are refusing to even accept that it's broken in a lot of capacities and um you know like i just wish we would be using more sustainable renewable sources of energy i wish we would you know not be use like okay okay let's say you know you can't move from you know using coal as your primary form of uh but at least use good quality coal that has lesser pollution you know like do something like it just makes me so frustrated that uh you know there is probably another generation to come that might not have a fighting chance that we do and you know yeah yeah i i really agree with you i mean i really i do think it comes down so much to corporations to the government and like you said generations i mean i've been able to work with so many different kids and it makes me sad almost thinking about the fact that even just my nieces and nephews aren't going to have the type of environment i have today if we don't make a change all right so what are your words of advice to future change makers uh i should say that there will be days where you feel completely helpless and hopeless and you will literally not know if whatever you do is going to make any impact whatsoever and you're going to sit there and wonder you know uh what am i even doing here and you know is anything like you know even making a difference like what is the point of me helping like three people when like you know 30000 are dying on the other side but but i must say that like um the three people that you did help will probably have a lot different take on this and they would probably be a little upset thinking that you know you don't think that helping them or saving them is uh you know uh, maybe not as a big deal uh because to them it probably is and it probably was and you know um even if you know you're not acknowledged because uh, that's a very common thing when you're working in the field of mental health because your clients like as much as they know uh you know you're the one helping them no one can ever know you're the one helping them you know you can never be the one promoting it or you can never be the one like leaking that health data for example right so you're always going to be those unsung heroes that you know never get celebrated uh you know maybe subtly maybe otherwise maybe on like you know testimonies with anonymous at the end but i i don't do it for the name of it or i don't i don't do it for you know being told that i'm doing a good job so i think that happens to a lot of change makers because a lot of us go unseen and unheard and unsung and i think that's okay you know like uh, as much as it's important to get your name in history textbooks i think it's okay if just you know two generations of people or just like 10 people know that you did something to make a difference
and whatever you do is making a difference like it just might not seem like it but it is so All right. That was beautifully put. You really covered everything. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. Of course. Of course. Really thank loved you so having, you. having you. Akshia is just one of many change makers to be featured on the Chat for a Change podcast. Stay tuned to know more about the change makers of today and how you can become a change maker of tomorrow.